Hey guys, welcome to my series of podcast episodes about what? How? Um, My goal with these episodes is going to be to try to explain to you what a certain comprehensible input strategy is and how to implement it in your classrooms. I hope they're helpful for you. Since currently I'm recording this podcast episode on August, this is me waiting for my Fitbit to turn on, August 8th of 2021, I think that's what year it is at least, yeah, that's right, Um, a lot of us are just starting back to school or will be starting back to school soon, and so I wanted to give you another strategy about building community in your classrooms and kind of getting students to open up and to feel a little bit more comfortable and get to know each other better. So I gave the last What How episode all about card talk and slide talk, which I think is super adaptable and flexible to pretty much any situation. Um, Whereas the strategy that I'm going to talk about in this episode, the special person interview, also known as the star student, also known as student of the day, um, special chair, Mm, there's probably a hundred other names for it out there that I'm not remembering at the moment. Um, This one I feel is not as flexible. It could be, but it's not as easily adaptable to any kind of unit or situation that you're trying to talk about kids to. So you might want to just take um, a week or two at the beginning of the school year. You might want to take every Friday to do this, whatever it might be. to have a star of the day or a special a special stu- person interview with a student. So I learned about this strategy from Bryce Hedstrom. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that um, speak on it and train about it and have resources for it. So if you want to check out um, Bryce Hedstrom's website, he's got a bunch of resources for it, um, or at least he used to the last time I looked. I'm pretty sure he probably still does. Um, and then also I know that Martina Bex has really great Um, a slideshow full of like 50 or more questions you could ask. I do not recommend you ask all 50 questions. I'm going to preface things by saying that now. Um, But if you go to her Teachers Pay Teachers store, the Comprehensible Classroom, um, it's called Star of the Day, I think, Estrella del Día in Spanish and whatever that would be in French. I know she has Spanish and French. Um, But it's great because... The the slideshow that I use, and I use Martina Bex's slideshow when I do special person interviews, it has a lot of scaffolding for understanding, and it has a lot of comprehensible Spanish on it so that students can output more with L2 if they would like to. Now, the biggest part of using special person interviews, and this would be a guided oral input strategy, um, is that you, the teacher, are leading that conversation. And so if a student is responding in English, especially if they're a novice student or their first language in the classroom, like it's not a big deal because you are going to take what they say to you and you are going to recycle that in Spanish in a comprehensible way for your students to all understand. Um, But because they know what it means in English, that's going to help them make the connections between the two languages. So what's great about Martina's slideshow is that you can literally make a copy of it for yourself and then you can delete a bunch of the slides that you don't want to include. So last year I went through and kind of separated out into four different four different mini slideshows so that as we went through the year um, we wouldn't be talking about the same things the whole year. Of course, you know, COVID really like ruined my year like I'm sure it did many of yours and a lot of the things that I wanted to try I just didn't have the energy for so we only got to doing the first slideshow Um, and so basically you have a student they come up to the front of the room I have a stool I call it my stool of power 
Um, and so I let the students sit on my stool of power while where they can see the projected slides. And then I just ask them the exact question that's on the screen. So it might be like, what is your favorite animal? And then what's nice about Martina's slideshow is that it has a bunch of, and you could create your own slides like this too. You don't have to buy something. You could create a handout for students um, with language that scaffolds their understanding. You can create your own slides. Um, but for me, it was worth it to just buy this on Teachers Pay Teachers. It has a whole bunch of animals pictured and listed on there. So like sometimes I'll ask the student like, oh, what? Are, hey James, what is your favorite animal? And then I'll be like, I'll go through like, the list of them so they can hear them all out loud instead of him just saying a dog I'll be like a cat a snake a tiger an elephant and he'll be like no 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 eh. and then I might be like a dog and he'll say see I usually try to save the ones that like I think are going to be popular till the end so that they can get more repetitions in of some of the other words and animals um, or if they say no to everyone then I say like otro animal another animal and then the students can just tell me what it is in English and if I don't know because sometimes really random words come up during here um, if I don't know I'll look it up and whatnot so I try to keep it to maybe only hmm, 10 questions or so um, you could do less if you wanted to get multiple a lot of students in in one day you could do more if you want to just focus on one student from one day but the one thing I regret from the first year that I tried doing special person interviews was that I didn't get a chance to have all of my students participate now I was going to and that was the first COVID year and so when we went online and we weren't allowed to do any live meets with students or anything like that I just it just was something that wasn't going to happen it wasn't in the cards so this year I'm going to prioritize getting to more students um, but what I do is I'll spend maybe 20 minutes on interviews in class and a lot of times I do like to interview two students in the same day and so you can ask them anything you can ask them like what is their name where are they from where is their family from how many people in their family do they have any pets what is their favorite food what is their favorite drink do they play sports do they play video games what is their favorite video game like a million questions and obviously if you have upper level students or advanced students where you can ask them questions um, where they have a higher understanding like you know what is a goal of yours in 10 years or what job do you want to have or where will you live when you're 28 years old I don't know I'm just making those up please don't actually use those unless you want to <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying or you could ask them like more philosophical questions like if you had to choose between this or this which one would you pick why would you pick it now again I'm using this mostly as a community building activity and so for me um, we're just trying to find a lot of things in common. The kids feel special and they really like talking about themselves. And then you can personalize it to the class. So if uh, I'm asking James what his favorite food is and he says it's sushi, I'll be like, whoa, I love sushi too. And then I'll look to the class like, who in the class like loves sushi? Who likes sushi? Who hates sushi? Who thinks sushi is gross? Um, and then they're, they're kind of like involved in the conversation as well instead of just like sitting there and watching James. The other tip I have for you as far as making sure your whole class stays on board with you during this activity, number one, don't let it go too long. So these days for me are my guided role input time, which is normally like 15 minutes. I stretch it to 20 because I try to get two students in. 
But what I do is I have students take notes and you could have them use a graphic organizer, like a boxes and bullets one where it's like a box for the title where they could put James and then has like three bullet points about James. Um, I just have them put a section of their notebook as like special student, star student notes. Um, and then they write down in English like all the facts and everything that new that they learn about James. Um, and so then I'll go around sometimes at the end of class and put a star on that page to make them think that I'm grading it. Sometimes I give them a few completion points for it um, and put that in the grade book. But other times it's just so that they can smell my Mr. Sketch markers. I mean, let's be real. Like that, that's the whole reason that I draw on their notebook pages all the time anyway. Um, but so I do have them take notes, which keeps them a little bit more engaged. I do check the notes because I am holding them accountable for actually like following through on the activity. Do I sit there and read every page of notes to make sure they took down every single thing about the kid? No. Nobody got time for that. Um, but after that guided oral input during class, here's what I would recommend. I would recommend, and I'll talk about this more in a future episode that I haven't recorded yet. I would recommend you're using a kid grid for this. So basically, it's like a spreadsheet, or you could write it out on paper. I use a spreadsheet because it's easier to put more information into it. And in the left-hand column, I will write down all the kids' names, and across the top, I will pick, like, I will let the kids pick, actually. So let's say the special person interview has 10 different questions, and I'm going to ask every kid those same 10 questions, right? I will have them pick, like, what three questions they find the most interesting. Um, and then we will put those across the top of the kid grid on the spreadsheet. So they'll be like favorite food, favorite sport, favorite animal. So then after we're done, I'm done interviewing the, the student or the students, I will have the kids like turn and talk to each other and be like, oh, what interesting things did you learn about James today? Turn and tell your neighbor three things that you learned about James. And then that gives them, you know, 30 seconds to kind of debrief in English and gives them um, a focus break from, it's not necessarily a brain break because they're still working and they're not doing a ton of moving, but it gives them that break from having to process the L2, which is the rigor that comes in a lot of our language classes that are led by comprehensible input. And so using this kid grid, kid grid strategy, so then I'll call back their attention to the class. I have my spreadsheet up on the board now, and then we'll go through and I'll be like, oh, what was James' favorite food? And then they'll all tell me, and I'll type it in. What was his favorite animal? Type it in. What was his favorite sport? Type it in. Um, and then once you have, that's a scaffolded oral review strategy, the kid grid. Um, and so then we'll sit down and we'll do a write and discuss. If you go to the number four episode of What, How, I talk about write and discuss. Um, we'll do a write and discuss, and I'll have the students, again, turn and talk to a neighbor, and what three facts should we include about James in our paragraph about him, and don't worry, they don't have to be the ones that were on the spreadsheet. So this gets them thinking about the other things that they learned about him. And so we'll write a paragraph about James, and then we'll write a paragraph, short ones, like four sentences, about the other student if we get to two, or we'll combine them if there were like similarities and differences. We might compare and contrast the students um, and write about them both in one paragraph, depending on how much time you have. Um, and then usually I'll give them like, we'll read through the text, right? We'll do that shared reading technique that I talk about in the Daily Framework podcast episode. Um, and then at the end for student application and assessment, I'll usually give them a quick quiz of questions. And again, I have an episode, a what, how episode about quick quizzes on what we wrote about. But what's really great is once you have this whole grid filled out with enough students, you don't even have to have it filled out with all the kids, but like 
four or five, um, you can play the mysterious person game. You can be like, um, a cat is this person's favorite animal. And then they got to like either remember or look up at the grid and then find the kid and guess, guess who it is like a jeopardy mysterious person, mysterious person game. So there's another way you can extend special person once you have kind of filled in this grid. So I hope that helps, gives you some ideas for special person interviews and continuing to build community in your classrooms.